At this coffee house in Crewe, there were musicals presented. One of them was called um, Down by the Creek Bank. And another one was called High Tops. Some of you, how many of you here remember the musical High Tops? You see, not too many of you yet right now. But New Covenant was birthed in 1984, January the 29th, 1984. And there were 47 acres in, in this place that was donated to the church. We had yearly adult retreats at Camp Hat Creek and Roslyn Conference Center and and we had retreats here at the Cornerstone uh, at the Cornerstone Coffee House and here at the church. And who could forget how many pig pickings we've had? And uh, I don't know if you know if you've been over to the pavilion, but there's a restroom there and it's called First John because it was the first building I think we ever put up on the place. <laughs> Obviously, I could go on, but hopefully these examples will give you a taste of what God has done. But I'm interested in knowing what God is going to do. Now, if you have a pencil and you have a bulletin, I want you to take it, uh, your pencil out and write down two statements. Will you do that for me? Here we go. I am able to love Because God loved me first. I am able to love because God loved me first. Second statement. I can forgive because I've been forgiven. I can forgive because I have been forgiven. In 2004, Pastor Paul became your shepherd, and I went to seminary in Florida to get my master's degree in counseling. And I served in Florida as a counselor, and I met with over 750 uh, people. I had that many hours of client time. In all my experience as a pastor and as a counselor, I am seeing something today that is crippling the body of Christ. Something that you need to hear this morning. Let me set the stage for introducing our adversary. The background is Joshua chapter 1. God said to Joshua, Joshua, Moses is dead, but I've got a job for you to do. I want you to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. And the word Joshua, by the way, in the Hebrew means the Lord is salvation. And he told Joshua, I want you to, in verse 6, chapter 1, verse 6, be strong and courageous for the people's sake. And then in verse 7 and 8, he said, be strong and courageous for your own sake. And in verse 9, he said, be strong and courageous for the Lord's sake. And then in verse 18, he said, be strong for the rebels' sake. Now, you remember the story of Joshua. And uh, you remember how Joshua and Caleb were two of the spies that came back with good reports. The other ten 
not so good. But they, the ten that came back says, we can't go in that land. There's a giant, there's a giant in there. And, and Joshua and Caleb didn't pay any attention to that because they had the fruit of the land. They said, yes, we can. But there was a giant in the land. The spiritual giant today is dividing husbands and wives, parents and children, destroying friendship. In a news article by Ronnie Floyd in February of 20, uh, 2021, he states, I believe unforgiveness is the number one obstacle to the next great release of God's power in a person's life, marriage, or church. Nothing has built a taller, deeper, thicker wall in people's hearts than a spirit of unforgiveness. When unforgiveness prevails, broken relationships will always follow. There is a... Um, a report by Barna Research that said 23% of the people that they polled made this statement, I just can't forgive. Jesus taught very clearly about forgiveness. He knew how difficult it would be. We need his help to obey his command. Now, I want to talk to you about how to defeat that spiritual giant of unforgiveness. I cannot tell you on how many people or couples that I or my wife and I have met with that could not work out this thing called forgiveness. And yet, we were forgiven. And that's the reason we can forgive. Ephesians 4.31 Verse 1 and 2 said, we are to forgive as we have been forgiven. Next week, you're coming to the Lord's table. Wouldn't it be wonderful if, if your heart is all clean, cleaned up this morning and so that when you come to the table next week, you are free to celebrate with the Lord what he did for us. Well, why should we forgive? Why should you forgive? Isn't that a great question? Why should you forgive somebody that's hurt you or brought you harm or spoken against you or that has offended you or that has done this inadvertently and destroyed your reputation? Well, here's one thing I want you to know. The Bible commands us as believers to forgive. Ephesians 4.32 says, be kind to one another. By the way, right before that verse it said, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. What? Don't grieve the Holy Spirit? Unforgiveness grieves the heart of God. So I want you to write that on your heart this morning. I am able to forgive no matter what because I have been forgiven. In Matthew Right after the Lord's Prayer, it says this. If we don't forgive, we won't be forgiven. Now, you remember this prayer? I, I'm kind of a hands-on person. I'm usually coming out and uh, touching you, but uh, I'll try to be 
uh, reserved here. <laughs> you remember this prayer, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Will you kindly repeat that? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and God, forgive me, Lord, the way I forgive my judge. Do you remember saying that? Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And I can't you just see the Father up there saying, how are you doing with that? Forgiving those who have hurt you? What a prayer. Why don't we forgive? The truth is, I want revenge. They have to pay for what they've done. In fact, they should come to me first. And if I forgive, I may be hurt again. And there is a prevailing attitude going across our nation. And your children are being taught, you don't have to forgive because... The perpetrator is probably going to do it again. That is being taught in your school system. God has a different plan. Unforgiveness is a sin and it grieves the heart of God. Restoring relationships, by the way, doesn't come easy. Mary and I know this well. We've been trying to love one of our family members for years and years and years. And recently we went to a, another state and spent six weeks loving and serving only to come back and find that we were accused. And our name was being attacked. After six weeks of loving and serving, the truth of the matter is, I said, I'm ready to write this person off. I, I was done. This after years and years, I'm tired of trying to love. You know what my wife said? You gotta live what you pray for. It was like the years ago I got the message where I was whining and crying because I had to, to preach twice in one day, and she said, "Hey, there's other preachers that do that, that preach three three times a day." She said, Buck up, boy. No. So I got buck up, boy, and live what you preach, boy. She's right. Forgiveness is out of respect and admiration and love for God. I'm able to forgive because God forgave me. How dare I not forgive? Now, as I say that, is there someone that comes to your mind in your family that you work with or that you live by that 
you picked up an offense and you need to forgive them? If so, now think deeply. Don't don't leave this opportunity to be set free. If you got that piece of paper, write down the name that the Holy Spirit reveals to you. Right now, write down someone that you know you have to be reconciled to. I had a sister that lived in West Virginia. She's deceased, so I can talk about her. She's the one that I was eight years older, and I had to take care of her. You ever try to be a teenager and take care of a two- or three-year-old? <laughs> I would put her in a pillowcase and, and run up and down the street with her over my back. And then when I got home, I threw her in the bush. <laughs> it's the same sister that <clears throat> I would pull the rug out from underneath her. It's the same sister that I gave a hard time why she loved me, I don't know. But years later, I retrieved her from West Virginia and brought her back to Virginia, or Florida. And I gave her a very large sum of money to put down on the house. And she was going to pay me back a year later. She passed away last year. Still owed me $51,000. How dare I not forgive her because God forgave me a debt I couldn't pay. Look to the cross. It is the cross of Christ that makes forgiveness legally and morally possible. Finally, I know it's difficult to, to forgive. Someone told me that love is a choice. Have you heard that? I want to tell you that forgiveness is a choice. And so when you choose to forgive somebody, you have to ask the Lord to bring your emotions and your, your feelings in line with that decision. Because it's going to be hard. It's going to cost you something to forgive. But... If you love me, you obey my commands, what the Lord said. If you love me, and I thought, does that mean if I don't obey him, I'm not demonstrating my love for him? Right. So I leave you with this word. You can love because God loved you first. You can forgive because you've been forgiven. You get it? I want to think, this is yes, and this is, this is how I'm thinking about it. You can love because the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. That's what Romans 5 said. You can love because God loved you first. That's what 1 John 4 says. And you can forgive because 
God forgave you. Let's pray. Father, thank you that unforgiveness is a giant in our lives, a giant in our land. But you have defeated the powers of darkness and sin. Help us to appropriate by faith the truth of your word and love and forgive because that's the way you treated us. We ask you now to speak to every heart here. Set them free. You came according to Isaiah 61 to set the captives free. Give us a garland instead of ashes. I pray in Jesus' name that this message will ring loud and clear in their heart that no matter how hard they've been or how hard it is to forgive, you will help them to do that and set the captives free in Jesus' name. Amen.